Hello there. Hello. Welcome to Cracker Classics. 80s, 80s edition. edition. This is just like typical Cracker Classics, except it's an 80s movie, so that means it's worse, right? Generally. Yeah. <laughs> Not entirely sure how that works, but it seems to keep happening. The, the We started to shed shame, and that just made movies more shameful. Yeah. I don't know. This time around, we are going to uh, sit down for a nice dinner, allegedly. Oh. Oh, it's not a nice dinner? I don't know. I would at least hope the courses were decent. I just remember Martin going, fascinating, tell me more. Oh, dear. Um, Gripping dialogue. I, it is, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're watching My Dinner with Andre. Mm. I've never seen it. I've just heard things about it. And seen a bunch of clips posted by pretentious assholes on YouTube. And probably some spoofs of it, I would imagine. Oh, most definitely. I'm sure there's things in here. I'll be like, oh, that's where that comes from. Yeah, yeah. So we have an an inconceivable John Wallace. Wallace Shawn. Wallace Shawn, excuse me. Yep. Is sitting down with (laughs) some guy named Andre I've never heard of. Yeah. Who's not a SEAL. No, surprisingly. That movie came later. (laughs) And dinner ensues. Correct. What what happens at this dinner? I have no idea. Talking. Lots of talking. Okay. Is it like dinner for schmucks? No. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> it's two people sitting down, having dinner, catching up. Okay. That's it. That's exciting. More so than you think <laughs> from the premise. <laughs> <laughs> sounds suspenseful. <laughs> Will they order dessert? <laughs> Will they leave a big tip? I can't comment size of the tip. That's, nope, just not going there. Size is relative. <laughs> we don't know how much the bill was, so whether mm. or not the tip was large or small, we're not entirely sure. Um, I am sort of intrigued as to the kind of dinner. Like, is this a five-star restaurant, or is it a Denny's? Is, you know, Kind of in between, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like a nice enough place for dinner, but not like black tie. Oh, yeah. Definitely not black tie. Eight courses. No. Okay. The food is not pretentious. Just the conversation. (laughs) The conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. I guess this fits for us. Is our conversation's pretentious? <laughs> yeah, you said it. Depends on what we're watching. <laughs> Just being honest. <laughs> uh, okay, so I have one other question. Okay. Is it just the two characters? Yes. Just not even like a waiter or a maitre d'. Might be a waiter with like two lines. Okay. But they contribute nothing mm. to the overall thing <laughs> two hours of two dudes talking in a restaurant that will blow your fucking mind okay I, um <laughs> okay there's a reason clips keep popping up on social media I've not been seeing these clips eh, maybe I just fall into the pretentious bullshit rabbit hole no <sighs> I kind of want to ask the content of the conversations, but I know you're not going to tell me. Oh, I I should be surprised, shouldn't I? It's just things that happen in Andre's life. That's most of what it is. Okay. 
Yeah. All right. I'm getting like French Dispatch vibes. <laughs> we just watched that the other night, and oh, I love that movie. I. It's the Wes Anderson. He is Wes Anderson. Ever. Wes yes, Anderson. it is. Which made me just want to put it on mute and just watch it. <laughs> I cannot relate to that. It I sort of gave off the vibe. Of, this just looks movie. really pretty. You love don't need to know it. what's going on. Oh God! Because yeah, it looks pretty. It. Mm. Which it does. It looks very pretty, but the story, I was like, okay, I don't care. <laughs> Will this be the reverse? It doesn't look cool, but... Yeah, exactly. Substance. Yeah. There's something there. If you there. put this on mute, you would be incredibly bored. Mm, okay. But it's well worth the listen. Okay. Well, I suppose we should get started. and Most likely. Yeah. We shall be back for intermission impressions and... Uh, Bread? Okay. Let's think of first chorus. Salad. Yeah. <laughs> think of how many courses we have. <laughs> we'll see if we order dessert. I'm torn about whether or not they should leave a tip. Why? They should leave a tip because they're taking forever with this conversation and they're not nice to the waiter. They haven't even said thank you to him once, I don't think. Well, but it also took like an hour for the first course to show up after bread, <laughs> or after the, the appetizers, the soup and the whatever the hell he, Andre had. No, we've only been there for an hour. Well, that's true. It still it felt like it took way too long, but maybe I was <laughs> uh, engrossed in conversation. Well, yeah. I don't know if I was engrossed. Um... And it was potato soup. I mean, that, that, that's what we started with. That's what uh, Wallace, Wallace had. had yeah. I don't remember what Andre had. It was pate yeah, something. Yeah. Not sure he ate any of it. I don't think he did. I, I don't <laughs> think he took a bite of anything until Wallace was talking about that violets or blue play. Yeah, yeah. My God, Andre can talk. Yeah, yeah, I can. And what's he talking about? Well, it took him less than 20 minutes to get to Hitler. That's a red flag, yes. <laughs> I was thinking a lot about his architect. I, I, yeah, that's the that's the other thing. It, it, his attitude towards that is a little... Nonchalant? Yeah, yeah. The way he's identifying with Germans a little bit. It's kind of odd. When I got this flag with a swastika on it, not that swastika, the original swastika, but it's cursed, and my friends in France burned it. Uh, yeah. Then, well, okay. We'll Point of that up. story was. <laughs> Overall, I'm getting just a vibe of spiritual materialism with Andre. I've gone off on these journeys, and I've learned a lot. And I'm going to talk at you about all the things of life <laughs> that I know. <laughs> but then I'm going to keep talking and um, contradict myself and realize that I. I'm back to square one because I didn't learn anything the past few years because life is crazy and it's all everyone else's fault because they're the ones that are hostile. I don't know if I got that. Towards the end there, I was starting to, right around the time of Billie Holiday. And... He was talking about how, well, he was talking about how he was hostile too, Is how it was a societal, like, a conditioning. That's true. It, further along we went, he was getting a little more self-aware. Yeah. 
I, I, I felt he was self-aware most of the time. Mm. Um, I was not as convinced. That's part of spiritual materialism where you really try to convince <laughs> everyone around you that you're self-aware, mm. including yourself. Well. And that comes with not shutting up, honestly. <laughs> that's part of it. I was, I was going to say, I... I've been there with some of that shit. No, well, I have too. They called it a manic episode. Um, well, I think he's been going through. <laughs> I, yeah. The only difference between your manic episode and his was he had the money to go to India. <laughs> Fuck around and like Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> and... yeah, he just has he has the money and connections to do whatever the fuck he feels like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's uh, and there's a, a privilege to that. A massive privilege. I couldn't randomly borrow a friend's property in Montauk to have a <laughs> All Hallows' Eve celebration. Where I'm buried alive. <laughs> that was kind of cool. Uh, I, I'm not, not going to lie. That would have been that would have been an experience. That, yeah, that would have <laughs> been an experience. I do like how he said, I've been to India, but I just felt like a Torah. Yes. <laughs> I didn't like, find anything. Because you were. <laughs> we all know what you went there to look for. Same reason everyone else goes. Yeah. There's there's substance here, but I feel like we're beating around the bush trying to get to it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Part of that, I think, is Wallace's reluctance in the first place. He's broke, he's out of work, but he's been avoiding the guy who gave him his big break. Yeah. Because the guy who gave him his big break has been acting really fucking weird. Yeah. But do you know what industry you went into? If they're not acting weird, <laughs> that could be a red flag. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. coming from Wallace Shawn. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to tell you I used to dream of talk about art and music, and that was all that I thought about and now i'm 36 and all i think about is money yep that's a very real thought Mm-hmm. yeah the line i didn't get was how uh his girlfriend has been forced to waitress three nights a week oh my god because somebody has to bring in the money obviously <laughs> i can't do you live in new york city working as a waitress three nights a week like yeah what <laughs> i just didn't get that it was her yeah. Like, what, are your legs broken? You can go out and work, too, instead of just trying to work, trying to be an actor, <laughs> and trying to get my play published. Oh. It's like, yeah, so is everyone else in New York. Go wait some tables to yourself. <laughs> but then he wouldn't be free for this dinner with Andre. Is he going to regret having gone to this dinner? Uh, we shall see. Okay. As it feels like he's sort of starting to. For a while, he couldn't get a word in. Yeah. It's, um... I always feel strange in conversations like this where it feels like you're being talked at and not to... Yeah, with. Not talked with. Hell, I'd still take talking to. Because there's definitely times where it just feels like he's just talking. Yeah. And it could be anyone sitting there. He's just spilling his guts and it doesn't... There's not that connection to the person sitting across the table from you. Yeah. It's something that he's kind of 
touched on in these stories about the human connection. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. exactly making it. <laughs> it's dinner. <laughs> That's um never really considered that before. I've seen this a couple times now. The first time I was like in a manic episode, so I was on like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um it hits very differently with my current state of mind. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of levels here. And depending on how you currently are, you might see it a little differently. This is, no, this is that. definitely one of those works that where you are matters a lot. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Because like I said, I've seen this a couple of times and once I was in the middle of the shit and it was like mine blowing mm-hmm. and once i was just high and it was pretty interesting to think about but it wasn't like yeah and then now i'm just kind of like holy shit what yeah. <laughs> and i'm seeing the, the the as you put it the talking at mm-hmm. and i don't know i don't know how to put it it's hitting very very differently this time oh yeah 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 there's things in here and I, I i'm left with an ambiguity feeling and i think that's on purpose i think that's part of the point yeah 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 i think there's it's definitely this, part of the point there's some profound things but they don't go anywhere because it's just a part of life and life is sort of profound but it's also monotonous and annoying <laughs> Uh, and sometimes you're just subjected to things. And the casual display of excess and privilege is frustrating. At this yeah, point that's the other part of it, too. Like, I've been to India, and I've done this, and I've tried to cope with my trauma of, you know, family issues and stuff. But I'm telling you this over a multi-course deal, multi-course dinner... And I know the menu that's in a different language and clearly going to spend a lot of money on this meal and that doesn't matter. Right. The thing that gets me every time is the, oh, I was working with this Polish playwright and he asked me what I wanted to do and I gave him this totally ludicrous concept and he made it happen. Mm, mm-hmm. That must have been nice. Right? Yeah. I've never had anyone make, like, mundane, boring shit happen. Like... Yeah. <laughs> never had someone listen to me long enough to... Exactly. <laughs> You're right, that's a heap of privilege right there. <laughs> Which kind of ties into the conversation, to have someone willing to sit there and listen to you. Yeah. You know, I've had many conversations where... They're not listening to me. I'll get a few words in, and then they start <laughs> oh, talking. God, so many conversations like that. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> is it because I'm a nice person? Yeah, I don't interrupt you like you yeah. interrupted me. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a double-edged thing too, because yeah, sometimes you get the vibe they don't have anyone else that listens to them, so you listen to that. But then it's not reciprocal. Yeah. So that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sort of feel for <laughs> Wallace in this. He's at least gotten some words out. But then it quickly just goes back to Andre. And his coincidences. 
The letter A. Well, I mean, three of them were named Andre. Oh, uh, yeah, that was That crazy. was a little, I was, mm. Yeah. And that's... And that's saying it wasn't crazy. Having been in those states, that shit is like, oh, my God, the universe is totally <laughs> pointing me at... The, yeah. But when I very... tell that to people, they're like, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't tell people of my coincidences. No one else cares. And I think that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. But you should be able to tell people you're going to I agree. Yes. And no yeah. one cares, but I don't need to know that you don't care. <laughs> it's not that. They came should, out wrong. You should have people that care. Like, yeah. There should be people in your life that you can tell your coincidences to that genuinely give a shit and go, whoa. Mm-hmm. You know? You know? Part of why I listen to random people talk at me for fucking... Because... <laughs> <laughs> You know, I know what it's like to have something you want to talk about and no one to listen yeah, to. Yeah, no one wants to hear it. Yeah. Still don't know if it's okay to talk to random people like that. I feel like it's okay to listen, <laughs> but it's not okay to talk. That's always been my awkward situation. If a random stranger starts talking to me, I will listen, but I'm not going to randomly talk to the random stranger like they were doing to me. It's weird. I don't know. Oh, I feel you. I'm... I'm very much there. That's, yeah. Listening is more polite than talking. (laughs) We'll go with that. But you can't listen if people aren't talking. I know. I know. Oh, and all this before salad. (laughs) (laughs) But I rather enjoy talking. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I feel like I need something to talk about. I can't talk about stupid shit like yeah, some of these people. <laughs> I can't ramble. That's I, true. Yeah. And I'm not saying Andre's talking about stupid shit. It's all, honestly, somewhat fascinating, even... Even if it is entirely self-centered. Yeah. It's getting to see that side of existence. Another the person's way some thought people process. Live. Yeah. Yeah. That is a fascinating part about it, just how you make these connections in your brain of yeah. your experience. Afterwards, you might regret it, depending on the person. <laughs> but <laughs> you learned. Now you know. Yeah. And I don't know. It's well, shall we go finish? Yeah, I think we shall. Okay. We've got a couple more courses, and I assume dessert. I There's an hour left. There better be dessert. Right. Something's got to happen. It <laughs> just be more talking. Though it will be. Oh, it definitely will. So we'll be back for curtain call and dessert. Maybe chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. see. So we're all just waiters to the bourgeoisie, yes. <laughs> Empty souls meant to just do for others. Well, at least there was actually some interaction in the last half of the film. Yes, I'm glad that Wally finally started to say his end of things and what he saw. Um, I kind of agreed with him a little more than I did with Andre, but ultimately I'm in between the two. Yeah. And my uh, mm-hmm. perception of life. Not, not a as, bad place to be. As wibbly-wobbly and uh, <laughs> I don't fucking know as it is. Yeah. I'm sort of in between the two of them. Do they get into this bit about um, just being versus doing? Yeah. And it, I say it's a mix of both. Of course, we're put on this earth to do things. There's 
That's why we have this time on this earth. There's things we have to do, like eat. Well, but it, it comes down to the question of, is your doing springing from your being? Exactly. Or is it just robotic? Mm-hmm. Are you just doing Mechanical. it because you're doing it? Yeah, because it's what, it's what you should do. And that's a loaded topic. <laughs> because you wouldn't be doing it if you weren't being... You just have to have that connection between the two of the things that you're doing. Definitely do a lot of things that I'm not, that don't spring forth from my being. I agree. Especially Um, in this modern world, the sort of soulless modern world that we live in. I mean, they're they're right on that. Especially when I work for a paycheck. Yeah. I mean, so much of... My, quote, professional life has been turning my brain off and doing what I'm told to do. Sacrificing my time for a paycheck that pays the rent and the bills. And that was that part of Wally I I didn't agree with, with him. I exist to work and to do to pay my bills and all of my thoughts are on money. And he kind of... Well, it kind of went away by the end of the night. So kind of. You started kinda... to shed that, but when you yeah. first was talking, like, this oh, yeah, is... Yeah. yeah. This is my life, and this is what I... It was kind of the, the point. point of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I think he did reach a point of, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> there is something that Andre said that I that really kind of bugged me, and I want to bring it up. Okay. He was talking about... The doorman to his building. Yeah. And how the doorman lets him in and he calls him Mr. Gregory and he calls him Jimmy. Yeah. And he says that, that how is that any different from the plantations in the South during slavery? Well, the doorman's getting paid. Exactly. That is a huge economic but the thing. interaction between them as people was the point he was trying to make. Yes, the hierarchy involved in that. Yeah. Which... Is kind of a holdover from slavery. I mean, it's just slavery was just a more extreme example exactly. of that. Yeah, it but... just sort of that bugged me in, in a few ways. I mean, that there's there's differences there, but when it comes down to the interaction, are there really right? And uh, but what's he doing about it? Being aware of it's the first step. I understand that. Most people have those interactions and aren't even aware of that distinction in your mind between you and the servant, the help. Yeah. As he uh, hardly interacted with the waiter, never said thank you. Yep. Ended up paying for the whole bill, no question. Yeah. Just another line in there if he's talking about how he's. He does not trust technology, and he does not like the modern yeah. science. After he had just flown to India, and to <laughs> Poland, and to Scotland. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. What issue I have with the, are these... When we get into these conversations with each other, well, it, is our I hypocrisies mean, about it. Yeah. And I understand we are hypocritical beings, but we have to be aware of that. Because how performative was this dinner when you get right down to it? Because they talked about the performative aspect of real life these days and how sometimes we just say shit 
that really doesn't make sense and it's kind of strange when we say it, but that was the situation. How much yeah. of this dinner was performative? Does that negate the points being raised? No, not exactly. Because it's like Wally was saying about how what he wants to do with his plays is bring people up against reality. Like, make them touch a bit of reality. Mm. And that's performative. That's, it, that's what plays are. It's completely performative. Mm-hmm. But, but to get the you in touch purpose with... of the performance is to bring you in contact with reality. At least the playwright's well, interpretation of yeah, reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But whether or not it's performative doesn't really have an effect on the contact with reality it provides. True. I just was fascinated by it. They got... It was a good 15 minutes where they're talking about the performativeness of, of <laughs> everyone else. Everyone's lead, leading this robotic life and they're just going through the motions. Well, I don't think they were excluding themselves in that. Mm, Andre may have been a little bit. A little bit. Because <laughs> there's still that bourgeoisie <laughs> privilege yes. when it came to Andre. That's fair. At least Wally had this kind of down-to-earth point of view of it. Yeah, it's clouded by his modern responsibilities i have to work and pay bills and yada yada but hey that's all of it that's the life that we live (laughs) the current situation i think is what he had said at one point yeah yeah and that's really the sticky wicket to this getting in touch with reality thing is (laughs) reality Was a comfort can lull you into dangerous tranquility. That was an interesting. I love that line. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If you're comfortable, you're letting your guard down, and this world is abrasive enough that that's not always wise. Yeah. I get that, but we need some comfort. Oh yeah. The electric blanket conversation was interesting. <laughs> like, I have an electric blanket and I share it with my wife because we're cold and the apartment's cold and it's cold in New York. Yeah, but if you didn't have the blanket, you'd snuggle. You'd think about the other people that are cold. don't have a blanket. Yeah. All that stuff. It's led to the bigger thing of Wally with... Yeah, I know that there's a lot of people out there, they don't have a blanket, and they're cold, and they're hungry. And... But I like my blanket. <laughs> well, yeah. But that, what can I do about it, sort of thought. Like, I shut it out of my mind because I know that there's nothing I can do. Is there really nothing you can do? Mm, that's a debate. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a big debate to have. But... It comes down to worrying about your own survival. And that's like an intrinsic, instinctual thing. Yeah, we do need to have some sort of compassion for everyone else who's cold and hungry. But instinctually, we do put our own survival first. Yeah. And that's... Have whatever feeling you want to have about that. That's what it is. Just noticing he was kind of right on I mean, that. Yeah, yeah. You might not feel good shutting it all out, but you do it because it's just kind of what you do. That's something that I've struggled with myself. You know, I like to think that I can yeah. change the world and 
all that stuff, but I haven't done it. <laughs> and, and I've got my reasons. How much have you actually tried? See, that's another thing, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But again, you know, how much of that trying would be springing from your actual being and how much would be you going through the motions of what you think it looks like mm-hmm. to do that. And how it would make me feel to have done that. Am I doing it just because it's going to make me feel good? How other people would see you as someone who does that. Mm-hmm. Am I just doing <laughs> it out of guilt because you've all guilt-tripped me into doing it when you haven't done it either? Am I doing it to make people think, oh, he's so compassionate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how performative would it be? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I was fascinated about, she mentioned having a training program on how to be a human being. (laughs) Like, how would that look, and who the hell's leading the program? This is a very good question. Yeah. (laughs) I can only imagine. So what was it, the giving yourself to the unconscious leaves you vulnerable to manipulations? Well. Well, giving yourself over to anything leaves you vulnerable to manipulations. mm -hmm. Consciously or un- unconsciously. Yeah. Because they're both part of you, and you can't just be fully one or the other. Well, I mean, giving uh, part of what my major episode was all about was giving myself over to the unconscious, and it did leave me very open to manipulations. I mean, that's mm-hmm. When I joined the Mormon Church, for Christ's sake. Oh, no. Uh, they're very good at... <laughs> <laughs> Taking people in that vulnerable vulnerable state and convincing them that, I mean, and a lot of things are like that, not just churches. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. There's something in there that said made me think of religion. I think it's the performative aspect of it. He's sort of making it seem like that's a new thing that yeah. people are doing these <laughs> days, and I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. Tried religion. The whole thing about his christening or whatever. The oh, in Poland with yeah, the yeah, yeah. religious was, experience. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. Religious experience can happen anywhere under any circumstances, and the idea that one institution has a monopoly on it is yeah. fucked up. You can only have it if you do it this way in this order, <laughs> yeah, the way yeah. we tell you to. No. <laughs> yeah. No. I understand that's where your religion started, was by some certain person's religious experiences, and that's great. Doesn't mean it's going to work the same for the rest of us. Nope. It just creates a situation where it becomes easy to perform Mm -hmm. that religious experience without actually having it. Or leave you with feelings of guilt or... For not having the religious experience. Exactly. Even though you followed the instructions. You did what they told you, and it didn't... Or the instructions are impossible and (laughs) you feel inadequate because you can't do these things that nobody can fucking do. They didn't translate the instructions right. Well, there's that too. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot in here. This is a good movie. Yeah. Um, (laughs) A lot better than you'd think from the premise. True. And uh, your frame of mind going into it, and then your current and your situation in reality is, uh, yeah, it it is definitely it, it alters your thought process mm-hmm. for sure. 
And really, this hasn't aged all that much. You can still watch it today, yeah. and aside from the hairstyles and the clothing, <laughs> we're still having these the conversations The New York today. of the early 80s. Yeah. <laughs> but we're still having these exact conversations today. Yeah, yeah. When, we, when he got talking about... I was waiting for him to say woke, because he was that close. <laughs> That's basically what he was talking about, this whole... We're all mindless robots. Oh, yeah. And we need to wake up. Well, it is the concept. It's just we didn't have the term back then. True. And that's very much the concept. And he was still as wrong today as he was then. (laughs) Yes, there's parts to it that are true where we, we do go through the motions and we, there's a lot of doing without being. Yeah. Yeah. Is it because we're building our own prison? A little bit. Maybe. A little bit. That would be an unintended consequence, but really what we're doing is coping. We are doing the best we can with what's been provided for us, both societally and in reality. Yeah. We're doing our best. Yeah, some of us could definitely do a lot better because we're not doing our best. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for it. (laughs) But there's a lot of people out there that we're just doing the best we can. Yeah. And sorry if it's not good enough. Lower your standards and (laughs) make sure that you're doing the best that you can. Well, I think it comes into question, well, what is doing your best? Is it making a performance so good that you attain all the markers of success no. or is it finding a way to live authentically and actually spring forth from being yes instead of just going through the motions yeah it's <laughs> it's that whole social interaction thing that <laughs> also makes things a little squicky and I can't comment on that because I'm really not great with the whole social interaction oh I feel you Am I being performative or not? Really don't know. Why do Sometimes I feel I... more authentic when I'm being performative? Because mm. I definitely, there have been, yeah. How come when Sometimes I'm authentic, do. people are just more performative towards me? Oh, God, there's that too. Um, yeah, yeah. How come it's... when I'm authentic, your authenticity comes out and that's frightening? And that was the point he was making. People are scary. Mm-hmm. Especially the reality of people. Yeah, but again, you turn that mirror on yourself and... Yeah. You're frightening. Uh-huh. scary. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he's right. A lot of it is we can't make the connection with other people because we can't make the connection with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of the performative stuff comes out of. We have to act like we can connect with ourselves. Because <laughs> then that'll make you like us. Well, we have to pretend we're not afraid. Yeah. Because fear is weakness. Apparently. Weakness is exploited. And then you die. Then you die! What a frightening experience. <laughs> uh, I actually have a small theory on that the whole reason we're here is to practice dying so it becomes less scary yeah that kind of backs up the whole reincarnation yeah eternal soul uh-huh. theory which <laughs> out of everything 
Well, of all the theories that I've heard, that's the one I've identified the most with. Yeah. Still not 100% sold on it, but Fine. more so than anything else. Yeah, it makes the most sense to me. But yeah, it's practice. Mm-hmm. I get that. Anyway, thank you for supporting us. Yeah, that's a good note to end there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this uh, special ladies edition episode of Cracker Classics. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you're not too hungry afterwards. Mm, I'm actually quite hungry myself. Yeah, indeed. Soon. Anyway. Be sure to check out our regular, normal Cracker Classics every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. And maybe consider giving us money. So you can hear Patreon. this earlier. <laughs> We do have bills, you know. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.